0: Hi, this is Lindsay Bowles with the Wellness on Your Terms podcast. Wellness is bio-individual, meaning each body is unique and needs specific requirements of nutrients, exercise, even the amount of downtime we need is individual to us. And the list goes on and on. Listen along to hear me, Lindsay, chat with local health-minded people practicing cutting-edge and traditional habits to optimize their health, along with acting practitioners in Manhattan that can help us determine if we need to tweak our habits. Hi, this is Lindsay Voles, and you're listening to Wellness on Your Terms with Brian McCornack today, um, a Manhattan, Kansas local who is in charge of the entomology department at K-State University. Um, I met Brian working out with him. Um, I used to go to yoga with his wife, but just a really nice guy and just really passionate about the things that he is doing and wanting to share them. So listen along and hear what he has to say about bullet journaling. All right, we're here with Brian McCornack. Welcome, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're talking about bullet journaling today. And um, I chose you, obviously, because you love bullet journaling, but um, you are very passionate about it. You are very knowledgeable in it. And you love to share it. So why not have you come and talk about it?
1: Yeah. And, I, and then I'll preface that with, I'm not an expert in it, nor did I create this method. And, uh, part of it is just because, you know, I'm, yeah, I, uh, um, this is, I, I was just looking at this. I'm going to start my 25th volume here over the last 25th, uh,
0: uh like what? three
1: years like actual yeah actual books that have about 250 pages in them so
0: wow i was um, really excited to ask you that question and like see how far yeah, you've gone 25 wow.
1: yeah it's and, and it's one of those where i mean it's a new year so that's another good thing and i it's one of those where now the last two two years i just sit back and kind of really look through all the journals and then you go like there's nine of them to look through there's a lot of things to kind of reflect on and, and look at and like I said, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in this, but it's it's one of those practices that kind of fell into my lap, and then a year later, I started actually thinking about it. So, uh, yeah, excited to talk to you about kind of what, what bullet journaling means to me and how I've used it, and, and really how it can be accessible to anybody.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, so I was reading about the um, bullet journaling. We'll get into that. For first, let's talk about you as a person. Sure. And kind of um, give us a synopsis of how busy you are and what's your day and your week incorporate as far as family and work and exercise goes?
1: Sure. Uh, there's a lot of things to juggle, I guess, as a department head. And, uh, so I've been in that role for about three years, uh, officially as the permanent here, about a year. I was interim for a couple of years before that. Uh, I have a pretty large lab that's on integrated pest management and juggling lots of projects. So, um, I think anywhere from 10 to 12 different kinds of grants, projects, students, Uh, graduate students, including, um, you know, those that are in my lab, but also on committees to classes. So I've got um, this semester, actually, I'm teaching two classes, one's crops, insects, agroecosystems, and there's 20 students there. And then teaching an integrated pest management course that has three graduate students, which is a new course. Uh, I mean, we all have a list of things, but just kind of give you, like you said, a flavor of the stuff that I'm juggling. That's kind of of the work side. And then, you know, uh, awesome wife and three boys uh, that are 16, 14, and 10, almost 10. And, you know, we become professional Ubers trying to figure out where they go with scheduling and what they're doing. And then, you know, the 16-year-old is not that far away from, like, leaving the house. And so, like, all the things you have to manage with, with that. So... And then, yeah, working out. Um, so I work out at of uh, Strength, uh, and been doing that for several years. And that's that's how that's definitely part of my ritual for the week. I Start that at five fifteen, and that's also included in my in my journal and list of things that I want to get accomplished this year. And and then the creative side of my brain, like how do I manage all that? So I like I like creating videos uh, from funny to serious to like just things that like, I just like to create. So. Um, there's just a lot of, a lot going on. Maybe it doesn't seem like that. If you know me, like not a lot, a lot of going out of the, up there, but <laughs> for the most part, there's actually a lot of like tasks and like goals and things that I think about. Well, um, and it just be a lot to manage. It's a,
0: it's a full plate. I mean, yep. family is a full plate and you've got a big family and then, um, yep. work being the department head with all of the people underneath you and stuff. I mean, I nobody would blame you if you come home and just go to bed or like sit in front of the TV and, you know, let your day just go after that. Um, but you don't, don't get me wrong. I do. <laughs> well, there are days, you know, right? Like,
1: <laughs> there are days, but part of it is too, like with the time that I am like, so and I know we'll get into this, but really it's about like, how do I be mindful in the time that I'm actually working? And when do I shut that off? And like, so I can come home and actually, turn those things off and that's why um yeah bullet journaling has been one of those things that allows me to really step away like truly step away from from all of that and really focus on the things that i want to focus talk
0: a little bit about how you have like the processes that you kind of went through before you found bullet journaling and how um what made you think maybe i'm still not getting everything out of my life and i you needed to go to bullet journaling for this
1: and all that. Yeah, it's a great question. And I can actually like feel the moment where I knew I needed something different and it's a very parallel. It's a very paralyzing feeling. I don't know how to describe it. I was sitting in my, I have a room next to my, connected to my office. Um, that's called, I call it the think tank. It's just a place where I meet with students and just really a place to think. But I can also remember sitting like staring at the clock. Literally for about forty minutes, um, I just listed off off all the you know project students thing. Like there wasn't wasn't a matter of not having things to do. It was not knowing where to start, how to think about it, like how to get yeah from yeah. under the the pressures of all of that, and really just get to the point where at least I did, just sitting there like not really knowing where to start. Yeah. And you know I had my I had I mean I had a list of to dos. I, w- I was using Wonder List. I was using you know things that are basically a a glorified to-do list that allows you to do a lot of things right which is set dates and reminders and groupings and all that and would use a calendar but maybe not consistent
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and then i just i think i kid myself in saying that i just i have a process i can kind of keep it all organized up here and know what i need to work on and, and it was successful the problem with that though is as you get busier and busier there's just, it gets to be more things to kind of juggle and keep track of. And the more mental space it takes to actually just make sure you're remembering the things you have to do, let alone like the energy it takes to actually get them done and do them efficiently.
0: Yeah. That's, um, I find that that's hard. You know, the more stuff you have to do, the more stuff you're juggling. When somebody interrupts you, when you are trying to Get into that. Oh gosh, what was I doing? You're almost angry because you're mad at yourself for not writing it down right. or putting it in a safe space. But you're almost mad at the person, or even snap at them because you're like, "It was so close. I was there, and I'm now it's gone, and I've got to figure out all the files in my right. brain again."
1: And the other, and the, I think I think what's even what I've noticed over the last 24 volumes is that actually the biggest disruptor is not other people for me; it's me. Yeah. It is my own it is my own brain. And so that's what I you know, one of the things I like about bullet journaling, we'll probably get into like some of the kind of basics. It's the it's the rapid logging. So like as you're the streaming run of this running stream of consciousness as you're writing things out. And we could be having this conversation. If I was rapid logging right now and something just completely random came to my mind, I don't just dismiss it. I write it out and I just keep going. But it gives it a space, a real brief space, but it also tells my brain. I'm not going to put any any other like mental capacity to this any energy behind it but I also don't want to forget it. Yeah. Those are the things where like we want to hang on to it so worried that we're going to lose it even if it's a really good idea. Um and here's the you know the, the secret is those ideas will keep coming back if they're really good but it's those other things that kind of those mental disruptions and you're right it can be external it could be somebody you know, kind of invading that space temporarily and a lot, but a lot of the times, more so than not, it's actually going to be our own brains that are invading our spaces. Yeah. And if we don't have a process for it, then actually that's where we get, for me, I get down these rabbit holes of distraction and all of a sudden like, what did I really do this last hour? If I'm not really tracking it, then I actually don't know and that's actually leads to more frustration.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can see that so yeah bullet journaling um before i talk a little bit about it and the background can you tell us kind of how you fell into it like or who introduced you to it and how that
1: worked yeah i've got a i've got a really good friend his name is sam and uh he's kind of one of my not one of my he's probably the go-to for kind of like i don't know exploring new ideas with like biohacks like how do we how do we solve this problem? What book did you read? What podcast are you listening to? That's kind of getting friends. your brain to think, think differently. Yeah, it's, those are really nice friends to have. The funny part on all this, though, remember that like paralyzing moment on the couch? Um, it was actually around that time where he was like, you know, I just got into bullet journaling. I've been doing it for a little bit, and it's really great. And I honestly looked at him and I said, oh, that sounds awesome. I kind of have my own thing. Just dismiss it. Right, so like totally totally dismiss it, totally dismiss it. And then, you know, it was after, it was actually before that that moment on the couch. And then, you know, one of those realizations, like I probably need to do something different. And actually I didn't start with bullet journaling. I started with, this I think sometimes is the value of like, the, like having social media where it just kind of puts these random things onto your feed. Yeah. There was actually one called the best self journal. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like how to get more done, focus on your goals. Like how do you actually do that? And it's like based on a 13 week cycle. And so I ordered one and I stuck with it. And by the end, I'm like, this is really great. And I ordered another journal and I can show you that journal and it's still empty.
0: That's exactly what I happened to me on my second self journal, bestseller. <laughs> right,
1: right. It's like, but and 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 so the great part is that I, I'm not a journaler, and that's basically what I told Sam. You know, with saying like, I've got my own thing. But what I didn't realize is that I needed the process of journaling to really get more towards like dissecting my thoughts and reflecting on what I really am valuing or where I'm spending my time. Yeah. And that's what I liked about the best self journal is that it really focused me, like focused me on where my where's my time going and what am I spending it on? What I didn't like about it though, what I, what I real, what I kind of figured out was that I didn't need three new things. <laughs> I didn't need three to do big things. I needed to figure out like what I'm just doing with the stuff I have already. Like how do I best organize that so that I feel like I'm getting traction and then I, then I remember like this little voice in my head, might've been Sam's voice going, hey, what about bullet journaling? So then I started, I got the, I just like, oh, there's a book on this. Hmm, there might be something to this. And then read the book and as right around the time, I teach professional development for my for graduate students in our department. Uh, it's the only required course we have. And one of the things I challenged myself in that course is, is to make sure that I'm trying something new mm-hmm. as well during the semester. And we all like, we started with bullet journaling and I said, this is something I'm gonna start Uh, and you know, you're all welcome to join me. I'll give you journals. There's no like, there's no like hurdles in the way. And you know, maybe it might be financial, but here, here it is. Mm -hmm. And I haven't stopped. That was, like I said, 24 volumes later. It's, (laughs) It's one of those things where I saw a lot of value.
0: Well, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, yeah. So the book, the bullet journal method, um, writer Carol is just regular guy who grew up and uh, had a lot of attention problems and I think he formally got diagnosed with ADD and um, he just struggled to figure out how his brain worked and kind of pulled a lot of things together after a lot of trial and error and then he came up with this process um, which is really cool and I think about like all of the ways that I like to attack my brain and try to tweeze out the things. And um, the impressive part for me was that he he believed in it so much when he was doing it, and it worked so well for him that he stuck with it. Because I know when I try things, I'll try it for a little bit, and then I'm like, maybe I'll try something different. Um, right. But he stuck with it. And then um, one day his friend was planning her wedding, and she was a mess, like just stuff scattered everywhere, sticky notes, wedding stuff um we all know the wedding all of that goes into that but um and he offered to let her look at how he organizes stuff and she just was like you have to share this um and I love what he says about um when he was telling her about it he was like I was so vulnerable showing it to her and he said like he wouldn't even look her in the eyes and I think about like you know picturing like how we are exposing our brain um when we when people when we are showing people the inside of our brain we just feel so vulnerable and wow i'm so glad he did because it's been great i mean now we have the bullet journal and how it works
1: <laughs> yeah and, I, and this is uh um i did a little workshop i work while well, i work with teachers during the summer on using inquiry for for teaching in classrooms and with the teacher at, at uh, anthony middle school and and she had brought this into into the into the school and that ended up turning into a club for students and oh, there ended up being nuts. about 20, 20 or so students and they kind of they had me come in and just kind of talk about how i used it and i literally put my books on the table and they could kind of thumb through them and see that oh there's a lot of scribbling there's a lot of quote-unquote mistakes there's a lot of like yeah. messiness and then there's like it's just it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm, and I'm using that data, though. So I'm a scientist. That's, that's how my brain is is kind of structured in, in terms of, like, I like to see how evidence is driving my decision-making. And what I didn't like about my other methods is it didn't give me a place to really reflect on, like, where I was spending my time and what I valued in that. And then I can literally flip through a week and be like, oh, this is what, first of all, this I did get something done. So even though we could kind of convince yeah. ourselves we're not getting things done, we actually are. But then what are we spending our time on? Helps. I mean, I can then see, like, with with text and amount of time, like, where am I really? What am I valuing? And that's and that's the thing where you know one of our biggest resources that is not renewable is time. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a, it's not about you know, and you know, <laughs> what a, one of the best things I, I've I've ever heard from another faculty member, and this actually had to do with teaching, is because I I'm a more of a creative brain and so i don't like at that point did not like a lot of structure or didn't think i did mm-hmm. um but he said you know what in the classroom uh, the more structure you have it allows for more f- flexibility and freedom and i'm like what does that mean and yes. and then but the really with but because i've structured my day so much it gives me more time to really actually allows me to get more time to be free and creative to spend time like really thinking through things and problem solving which are all the things i love to do so if I was busy chasing like what I needed to get done, instead of just focusing on like this is what I need to get done now, you have time to do it and actually just explore it. All of a sudden, like that becomes more valuable to me. I'll add that as a new practice, and I'll and I'll and I'll value that practice from here until probably I'm no longer on this <laughs> on this planet because like there's I just see I can see that that really helps align with the goals, the longer term goals that I have. Yeah, um,
0: that's really cool. Um... I love how he talks about um, putting pen to paper and kind of what that unlocks in our brain versus typing. And um, I feel like that is such a, anytime that I'm journaling in my life, I feel like it doesn't come very easily, but it also feels very cathartic. And, um, you know, waiting for the world to see you as you are is a lost cause. Nobody's going to see you the way you are. But seeing yourself that way and see seeing what you want from life only comes when you are introspective. And right. writing, for me, is definitely that. Um, I have a funny story. I, um, I've journaled my whole life. And I went through my journals about, I think it was like seven years ago. And for some reason, like I would have this reoccurring, like not depression, but just like sadness on um, the 14th of October. And I figured out after all of that, like years and years, like October 14th, for some reason, I always went to my journal and I always wrote about just the sadness. And we kind of figured out my brother's sister. My brother's birthday is the couple days before and my sister's birthday is the day after. And it's like, I just felt like nobody cared what I was doing because it was always their birthday. And so we decided to throw me a birthday party on October 14th. And every year now I'm like, I'm very adamant about celebrating them during that time. But realizing that just because we're celebrating them doesn't mean I can't be a whole person.
1: Right, right.
0: when I was a teenager, that was a big deal. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. as an adult, not so much, but at least I had that
1: yeah.
0: perspective.
1: Yeah, trying to figure out your identity and what that means in relation to others. And yeah, that's and the other thing too is that writer like talks a lot about. And actually, I revisited that, revisited that this year because I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for, you know, three years. I got all these like actually, those are all the volumes up there. Ah. Like those are all the books. <laughs> And you're going, but but I'm still sort of going, like, am I really getting the most out of this? And just going back to the same videos and then listening to them a different time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really need to, like, spend more time. Not like a bunch. Like, when you said, like, reflecting back on that. These can be, like, like phrases and things where it just kind of prompts your brain to be, like, what was it like to be in that space? And it doesn't have to be, like, paragraphs of, like, dear diary, this is what I did. It's like, no. (laughs) it could be a sketch it could be like some words like just emotions whatever it is and all of a sudden you go oh that's that's the context that my brain was in during this time like how has that maybe changed or not and is that just reoccurring and it's like I'm working you know like I might have something on my schedule but like how was I how was I processing that was I really upset because of the conversation and then getting into the like why was I upset about that? Yeah, <laughs> is there are there some other things I need to maybe focus on? Then you know, the next time I have some free time to say, no, this is something that either you just decide you're gonna you're gonna work like actually work through it and make it different, or you're just gonna accept it. And all those things are weighing on your on your brain. I mean, yeah. you're that's a constant thing. So either you decide that you're going to hold on to all that, and then and then try to be creative, and then try to be a father, and then try to be you know husband, all those other things, or you actually, you know, take the time to write out a little bit so that you can revisit it later and get it off your brain, or you have to buy eggs or whatever, <laughs> whatever it. like the random things like come through. Like you're, you're, so it, to me, like that. Even though that takes time, I'm doing that because it actually creates more time. So again, that, that structure, which seems to some maybe like gosh, that's really structured, it's it's not because I can truly walk away from that list of things that need to get done, yeah, and I actually spend time. Shooting hoops out the front with the boys, and then be like, "Hey, let's create a video and make fun of Wade, or whatever the whatever the thing is." Right? Like, I can then come back when it's time to work and do the things, and I have enough there so that my brain can be like, "Oh, this is where we left off." You can then you have now the space to to create or do whatever you need here, and that's and that to me is what I've why I'm on volume almost twenty five. It's it's because Mm -hmm. there's that much value in being able to step away do the things that I want to do but still have structure to, to come back and know where to pick up
0: Yeah I um, love what the way he put it um, you know decluttering your mind but most of us are walking around busy but it's really like functionally overwhelmed and
1: right yep.
0: by putting all of that down you're allowing yourself kind of that mind dump and so you can be present because all of it's somewhere sure. safe and you don't have to carry it with you all the time. Um, we, um, what is that book that we, um, the one thing we kind of talked about the last time we chatted, um, when they say in their, um, purpose without priority is powerless. So, you know, using all of that, being functionally overwhelmed with no real, reason or real uh, direction, you know, this bullet journal puts your goals down and puts you in a direction. So you're not so one, functionally overwhelmed, but two, not aimlessly going forward. You're always working towards something, which I think is really important.
1: Yeah, and and what I like about, about this particular method is that really, and, and one of the things I love most about it is that my next page is blank. Right. And what I didn't like about best self is that I felt too like pressured to be bigger than the things that I'm currently doing. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. How do I stay present with what I'm doing and figure out that first before then I start to add more stuff to it? And if it's like, hey, these three goals, yeah, I, I don't wanna lose them, but at the same time I need to focus like much on much smaller things to feel more confident about whatever process I'm kinda kind of working through, but then it's I can I can be small that next day like really focus on small things and yeah. and feel like there's some success there and that's you know the power of that blank next page which is blank and me deciding what things i really i really need to work on um to make sure that i can get to those bigger things was was kind of what i was missing and that very strong that was that best self again nothing wrong with that that might fit for a lot of people but it was so structured that yeah I didn't feel like I could like get away from it. And what I ended up doing was having a separate journal for those types of things. And my brain's like, I'm not carrying two. Yet. I'm not carrying two separate journals. And like, how do I do this? And then yeah, and then no, I don't have to actually. I can put it all in on one with a little bit of structure, which is you know the, the bullet journal method.
0: Yeah, and I like that it's continuous and it grows in as you grow with it. You know, whether that's drawings or different characteristics using the journal. Right. Um, the problem I felt with the other journals were I got done and I was like, done. Like I completed it. It's, I can turn it in now. It wasn't, yep. this is a process and I'm growing and I'm working towards my goals, not to the end of the book. Yep. Have you come up with a lot of different characteristics that are different than um, writers?
1: Um, no, I mean, I, 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 I do use, Uh, His methodology of like, you know, defining collections and what those are. And I've got, you know, I've got an index, I'd say I was really good up until the pandemic. And then I kind of felt a lot of things fell to the wayside. I just, I don't know if I don't, and I'm just trying to figure out like why that was Um, like indexing is like really valuable, especially when you want to find things like, oh yeah, I taught this class a couple years ago. What did I do? I can quickly go and like by date, by week, like find That's things that I was actually working through and the challenges I had and trying to reflect on, on that. And that I can do that quickly. And so indexing with page numbers allows you to, like, what seems to be random, there's it's not because of how you structure this with the page page numbers and collections and where I find things that are related to each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I. I definitely use collections as much as I can. I, I put in my, my monthly calendars so I can kind of plan for some of these bigger things. Uh, and then, yeah, just I visual visual thinking has become probably in the last year and a half, something I've really incorporated into my journals. Like I just, I don't just sit there and kind of write. I, I really kind of try to connect and model, like model my thinking, <laughs> model my thinking using pictures and, and some things, and maybe a little bit of text, but like, how do I really like, how do I see it in my brain, but put that on paper?
0: As a science so I, person, I, I, I feel like you have to do that sometimes.
1: Yeah, and and actually, there's a lot of good literature that will show that's not just for scientists, it's for anybody that's really trying to think through a problem. Again, it goes back to yeah, if you're tackling the same problem with the same solutions, right, and nothing's changing, then maybe try something different, right? I have my method. I don't need that, Sam, but... And then when I do, I realize, like, okay, I guess I do
0: This is life I changing.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do need that, and I'm going to make sure that others are at least aware of this method and, again, how they can make it their own, but, you know, that's, so I use, I definitely use a lot of the kind of the basic uh, pieces that definitely the rapid logging, like, if I'm in a, a meeting, make sure I use an event, right, so I know, like, I can quickly go through my journal and be like, oh, this is when I was meeting with the person. These are the notes that I took, uh, and then here are the tasks. And so then those tasks have to go somewhere. So whenever I see, and that's where the bullet journal method comes from, like those bullet points. And I will tell you, like from my journal, if I see bullet points that don't have an X through them, creates a little bit of anxiety, but not in a bad way. It's one of those where it's like, oh, like that needs my attention. That means I need to do something. Oh, wow. Now I can cross it off if I feel like I don't value that anymore. I need that's 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 the power of it is that you don't have to do it. You're just deciding is this yeah. something that I'm still valuing? Does you're, this fit with these other goals that I have?
0: Yeah, you're being you're living on purpose. I have my lovely uh, bookmarker <laughs> here. Um, yep. Talk a little bit about the community that you're building at the. Sure. At the school and everything
1: with that yeah i mean it's a it's a slow process and i guess the funny story to the to the the bookmark because i made that for another workshop that we wanted to do and and that hasn't come to fruition yet but something i would like to do is is again just get more people and build that community because really at the end of the day it's 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 really great to kind of right stay in your own, own head you don't need to share those things there's no vulnerability also, there sometimes no like accountability. <laughs> so like community part becomes really important where you can bounce ideas to be like, hey, I'm struggling with like, how to make this collection meaningful or like I just, I keep coming to the same problem. How do I tackle that? And then learning from others about how they maybe approach that. Uh, like, like I didn't have a weekly calendar in there and then I was talking to a student about how they had a, how they were using their weekly calendar. I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. I'll just incorporate that. And now that's a big part of my planning or watching a podcast and being like, actually, you know, why are we starting our our weeks on Monday? Why don't we start our weeks uh, on the days where we have the most time off where we can kind of figure out what we want to do? So actually, my my weekly schedule starts on Saturday. So I try to do my planning on Friday afternoon when nobody's really bugging me because they're all thinking about the weekend. Oh, yeah. And. And then I've got Saturday and Sunday that are actually planned, but it's being intentional with my free time to spend time with the boys or do things around the house or all the other things that I want to do creatively that I might not have time during the week to do. But that that actually gives me energy that I need to, to finish out the week. That's awesome. um, and so, like, that's the power of community and kind of sharing those ideas is that because there's so much, like, flexibility in how you could bullet journal, that also can kind of lead to some, like, stagnant thinking or not knowing how to like get over those problems. So working with the community can help you kind of think, rethink that.
0: What a great conversation with Brian. Um, Just a real person talking about the real struggles of, you know, talking about the organization of life and having all of these responsibilities and wanting more and applause to him that he kept searching and um you know having the people that surrounded him in his life that could give him input and tell him about uh, the different things that they're working on and growing from and I um hope that anybody listening has those people in their life that give them ideas and you know even if they don't take them the first time or the second time but they put those little seeds and they grow and then they're there when the person needs them um, unfortunately, some of it got cut off. Um, he Brian goes into a little bit about how he brings the journaling into his school and teaching um, and how to think of processes in this way. Um, I'm still learning the podcast, um, all of the little apps and everything so um, hopefully the next conversation we have um, at the, and maybe even a workshop with Brian and bullet journaling um, doesn't get cut short but I want to thank you for joining us today um, please reach out if you have any questions about bullet journaling like I said there you can get the book there's a ton of them it's an international um, bestseller um, if you're looking for something more, don't stop and settle. Keep searching, keep growing. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. Thank you for joining me, Lindsay Voles, on Wellness on Your Terms. See you soon.